Let's go. Everything original. They tell you to find purpose in life. It's a funny one. I do believe we're all destined for great things. God bless my talent. My shoulder Jedi. Let me tell you how my Jesus said it. Even though I never seen his face. The good news got me through the day. How he came and washed my sins away. Let me tell you how my Jesus said let me tell you how my Jesus saves You back in effect with the common arrow bros in a circle You know what I'm saying? And I want to just bring it in with as touching our brother Apollos I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren But his will was not at all to come at this time But he will come when he shall have convenient time Watch ye, stand fast in the faith Quit you like men be strong let all your things be done with charity first corinthians 16 12-14 out of the bible the biblical sense we chilling in the circle yeah let, let, let's get it started man let's get it started man who we got in the building with us my boy ram pulled up comanero bros in the building we got a special guest for y'all today. You know, he's one of the ones from the city, born and raised. I just got to know him, and we want to introduce him to the world on the platform. Appreciate y'all for joining us again. You know what I'm saying? Let's touch down with Reno, man. Everybody show Reno some love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Reno? How you doing, big dog? Where you at? Where you from, cuz? Yo, what's going on? Uh, my name is Reno, uh, born and raised in Montopolis. And um, as of recently, I'm going by uh, Richard, you know, going through some identity issues and things like that. But I've been Richard, you know, now that I'm living a life in recovery and a, a life of redemption here in Austin, Texas. And I'm uh, out of Montopolis, but my roots are in Montopolis, even though now I'm, a, I'm, I'm in Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 78741, baby. It's That's tatted what, on me. It's hey. Montopolis is tatted on my back. 41, 4 life. Creative entertainment. That's hey. who you with in the building right hey. now. Talk All about right. it, Ram. You know talk. what I'm saying? Yeah. A little bit of backstory about us with you is to tell you that we here to bridge the gap to tell stories, to tell some healings. You know what I'm saying? We got my shoulder Jedi, my boy Ro back in the day. What's up, baby? I've known him since we was eight years old riding bikes. Man, how many times we done talked about this hey, this weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. He like, <laughs> man, that shit getting old. That shit getting old. But we on the topic of my... Info right here talking about his testimony. That's what you know up. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't too sure how to start this off, but I started off like how I do when I meet mostly anyone nowadays. You know, um, I, I live a life pretty much uh, uh, isolated, man. I joke around and say I'm um, living a life like a lone wolf or something, you know, to help get me through the that. day. But even though they're a pack animal, so uh, I need to come up with something more uh, educated and researched accurately, you know, about to describe who I am. But I guess someone who's more like doing a lot of soul searching and, uh, like I said, identity things that I got going on. But like it all because it all starts because of, of let's say the way y'all introduced me is Reno, Reno from the Montablis 401. 
Did that for 25 years, gang banged hard, represented my hood, had pride in it, was willing to die for it, willing to go to the feds for it. No matter what, you ain't going to disrespect it. You know, that was hmm. everything, my identity. Once I left that life alone eight years ago and walked away, costed me everything and everyone, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and changed the life of redemption and recovery and, and you know, through God and, and Christ and through spirituality and so many other callings, you know rehabilitating myself to be uh, the definition of what a better man and what I felt like my kids and family deserve is a better man. Man, appreciate you know? shit. So, Keep on going. So now I'm living a life in Austin, you know, and uh, out of the hood, going by Richard. I go by many names, Rainer, Rex, you know, Ricky, Ricardito at times, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ricardito. Right. So Rick you're little Rick, Richard. Rick, it's like yeah. little. Rick and little, Rick, little Rico. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Ricardito. Hey, that boy Damn. said Razor Ramon on his motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because hey. that's what they call me at Communities for Recovery. And that's, um, that's what's it, up. It's, it's my job where I'm at now. You know, I'm working with Communities for Recovery as a peer support specialist to help people that are in active addiction find ways to heal and live a life of recovering. However they see that, whether it's harm reduction, whether it's, you know, through abstinence, Damn. whether it's through recovery. But just to help people that were once I was once in their position and, and you know, instead of being a hope a dope dealer. I'm a hope dealer. I'd like to give oh, people, boy. Hey, man, I, I give bars. Hope. Yeah. Hey, put him on the bars, dog. He said, instead of being a dope dealer, I'm a hope dealer. That's some real ass shit. Cause, yeah, and, you know, and, and a little backstory between us. It's fam. You know what I'm saying? So it made me feel good when I saw him coming out the door. He had his own place and everything else. And it's your story. You know what I'm saying? So it's where you want to begin. And all we got to do is just sit here. Relax and tell it. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You got my boy from the 412. We we been from the 41, born and raised, crossed the bridge. We, we got love on all sides, 44, north side, everything else. But I believe that a person of character can go anywhere and everywhere as long as you just keep it real. Keep it real. That's good. You know, um, that's what that's what got me to where I'm at now in the life that I'm living now. Um I was in stuck in survival mode, just trying to make it, trying to make it for the past eight years, following my heart, not thinking about my decisions, man. I, I put that on the back burner. I was just like, I'm just going to run in this direction mm. and run and run and run and run and follow my heart, man. And just one goal after the next, one obstacle after the next, just trying to get things done until I talked with my supervisors, my project manager, you know, the people with community. People at your job, huh? Yeah, my job, you yeah, know? okay. Because that's all I have in my circle that's right now. Up. You yeah, know what I mean? Just... I got I got Club 101, 617, NA groups, things like that, you know, that are that are all mine, my circle. Case managers, counselors, peer support specialists, people that I just met over the years in recovery who were almost strangers, but acquaintances but at the times man even my new family you know yeah, what i mean yeah, because yeah. all my old friends and family from the hood i left behind so i'm trying to process where i'm at now in life you know my place like yeah i really did that man like okay i'm in recovery i got years sober you know i'm really doing this you huh. know and um i'm like i got a career man where i'm actually helping people and giving back it ain't about the money i could have been a welder i could have been a contractor could have been an electrician journeyman 45 an hour this and this and that but talk instead, about it man he said i could have been i could have hey, been hey man hey someone there someone who's talking it. some real shit you know about real. active recovery and shit talking about like some real fucking you know politics yeah. bro so so now i'm processing where i'm at and uh, i i was talking with uh 
a good friend of mine, and uh, she was telling me, you know, she's a trauma therapist, and she was like telling me, you know, you need to own it, own your dark or dark side. Mm. I was telling people, they're like, where you from? I was like, the country. You know, this little place yeah, outside yeah, of Houston. Yeah, yeah, right Metropolis, USA, yeah. baby. You know, I was, Metropolis, I was, yeah, USA. At, at times, I was kind of in denial about it, man. But then I, I talked to my mom on the phone at times. I was like, Mom, I'm meeting people. And if I start dating a woman, if I try to start over again, I got Metropolis tatted on my back. So I'm not going to be like, yeah. what country is it? What, what, what? Where is this? You don't, you don't got to look back because yeah, so, it's on your back. You yeah, so, look I got, back. I like, so I got it right there on my back. So I might as well just be real. You know, yeah. I was telling people I grew up in the country. I was like a kind of a farm boy. I picked carrots off of trees and stuff, man. And, and I was just joking around. But carrots now, off of trees. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. We ain't hey, going to just gloss over that. Carrot earrings and what? Yeah, boy, that's boy, what I'm saying. He talking about 24 carrots. Holla at doors. Kisses, but yeah, yeah, shout man. out door. But yeah, man, I I ended up so I started owning where I'm from recently through my job, basically because it's like the experience I live gets people to listen that recovery is real and it is possible. You yeah. know what I mean? Because people that know my story and know where I'm from, especially the community that I'm working with, which is the Other Ones Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I work at is the Other Ones Foundation, the Esperanza community. Shout out to y'all. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of people there know me from living there and being a resident there. And also, you know, they know my story because it's right there in Montopolis, you know. And, uh, seven, eight, so seven, when, four, so, one. <laughs> sorry yeah. to cut you off. He ad-libbing. Ram over here ad-libbing for you. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. So that's now what's I, up. I own my past and I use my past when when I introduce people, they're like, you know, hey, you know, and these are nice, good people, you know, like, and I'm like, they're like, where you from? I'm like, man, I'm from the hood, man. I, I'm from Metabolist. I, I represent it now, but then yeah. I'm like, look at, look at me now. Look at me now, right? Like, I was a gangbanging, drug dealing dude with a head shaved and pistol packing and things yeah, like that. Boy, that boy was clean cutting and shit. So, 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 so I got a question for you because you've been going, bro. Like, hey, you know, boy, we ain't even asked you no questions yet. Ain't no questions you know what I'm saying? But you already just, hey, you built the that, question yourself. That's cut. the way I introduced myself, you know. Yeah. People, <laughs> and I let them know, you know. So, so what I got to ask you, man, is because you, since you got a story and everything, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man. How did you figure out when it was time for self-growth? Huh. And time for me to quit the foolishness. Time for me, I know I know the dark side, but when it's time for me to get up out of that. When was that time for you, big dog? Um when I was disrespecting people and hurting the ones I love. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, as much as we want to cheer for it, I mean that's the real answer. Yeah, yeah, that's uh I had enough of disrespecting myself with uh, drug drug abuse and um, just just hurting the ones I love, especially in relationships. Man, I I'm, I don't want to put myself like on some pedestal, but man, I, I was an abusive man. There was there was multiple times in multiple relationships, even with my child's mother, I was abusive in times like that. And I don't want to blame it on my drug use or alcohol use and things like that. You know what I mean? But that was the first stepping stone to when I realized, man, I, I'm a fucking problem, man, because I don't want to hurt the people I love. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt anybody anymore, mm. man. I'm I'm tired of just being hurt. I'm against violence now, you know? They Talk do say that. hurt people hurt people. You know? Yeah, yeah that's so, what it so, is. so I started, so I took the first steps to like, what can I do to get control of myself in my life? And that was about eight years ago, man, when um, my child's mother, Kat, was telling me, you know, hey, you need to you, like, get it fucking together, you know? And um, I started taking off from there, and it wasn't an easy road, man. It was not an easy road, man. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And, and and leading up to the next question is, like, was there something that happened to you early in your life that made you 
feel as if drugs or alcohol could make you escape from that reality? Um, yeah, yeah, because uh being being in the hood, man, it's it's strange. Like, you know, you could you could party to get fucked up and this and this and that, man. I was partying and, and you know, there was man, way back in the nineties, people were like, Oh, you think well, you Superman. Jinkos. <laughs> you think you Superman, you on that oh, super juice. So I, I would drink alcohol and I would do drugs, man, to feel like I was invincible and be so radical that I wouldn't care about the consequences. And that's how I would King Kong. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he heard like, that shit. He you, said man, King Kong. He said, "Yeah, like ain't yeah. Nothing, nothing more dangerous than a than a gangbanger who is not working, doesn't care about his future, having a pistol on him, drinking out the I bottle. Just, that shit, just, just like like cross me, like I, I I stepped out the door, just waiting for somebody to fucking test me, man. And yeah. that's and that's how I was every day, man. People, girls, dudes, be like, "Damn, you're a good looking dude. You sick?" I was like, man, I don't step out the door thinking like that. I don't. I step out the door. Yeah, he ready somebody, to rumble. Ready to fucking rumble. Ready to like, rumble. Ready to punk somebody like my rims is bigger than yours. My my bangs bigger than yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> don't. Hey, that's real talk. Yeah, that's why we in the building with you because we want the realness to come out of every person. So, so when I was fucked up, that was my escape. I felt I felt invincible, even though in reality, man, I wasn't. Man, I could get touched. I can get hurt like the next man, and and I was far from invincible, man. So what was what was a big thing about the growth? Like when you know we, I hear growth. the story, but it was like something had to have switched in your mind, where it was like changing your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the biggest thing was is uh people started asking me this same question too. When I was sobering up and people were like, why are you getting sober? Like, why don't you want to smoke with us no more? Why don't you want to drink? And I'm like, man, you know what, man? I was thinking about being a minister or a pastor. And I was like, you know what? I'm sobering up because I want my words and what I'm saying to have merit. I huh. want to have I want to have empathy. If I'm telling you I care, if I'm telling you I love you, and I'm telling you things, it's it's for real. You know I mean it. Because There'd be times like I'd see like my hunger her dudes would be hitting her up two in the morning after the club. Girl, I love you, man. I love you. You know I do. <laughs> That's you know, some Drake shit. And, you know, and they drunk. They drunk as shit. Or like you, you get into it with your boy. You're like my bad, dog. I didn't mean to call you a bitch, dog. You know this and that. I'm, you I'm, feel I'm, me? You flexing. Oh, I was drunk, dog. You, you could blame it. You could blame your actions or excuses and on this kind of behavior. But if yeah. you're sober and you telling somebody something for real, man, there is no excuse. They, no, no. You saying it, none. you mean it for real. You telling them what you want to say, yeah. not what they so, want. The hear. people I hurt and disrespect when I was apologizing and doing it sober and saying, "Look at me, I'm trying to get it together. I'm, I'm oh, gonna boy. redeem myself." Yeah, I really meant it. I wanted my words to carry weight. I, really I want, I wanted them to have like Jesus say to hold strength, and I want, I wanted to get across to people. I wanted people to listen to me, man. That's why I sobered up because man. at times, at times, I so how like long, how long you been sober, big dog? A few years now, man. I started in 2021, man, uh, September. And congratulations, man. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. Because like, your story is showing that that's needed. And it's for a lot of people. Yeah. They just scared to give it up like that. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. see the better them. Not only you that, it's like grown-ass men trying yeah. to dip and dab in the same situations that they scared to let go because they think that in their life something happened to them. And they just live on the past and they just want to go forward. But this testimony will help the future people, kids, man. They're going to listen to you. and be like, man, he got 7874 on his back. 
King Kong ain't got shit on me, but hey, he changed King his Kong ways. Ain't got shit <laughs> on me. Or am I right or wrong? You change your ways because I, that's I, what you wanted to walk differently. I did, man. I, I did. I because uh I was tired of living a path of destruction, man. Like uh I, I didn't give a, I didn't care who you were, man. I didn't give like if you if there are times like, I was in denial, but if the truth is, if you was a man or a woman, I, I don't care who you were, man. Mm. If you were in my way, you, you you're not gonna be in my way for long. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. And it was a matter of time before, to be truth be told, I I would have ended up killing myself or being shot down by police, man. <laughs> the way I was living, you know. Yeah. And um, that wasn't a life that I felt like anyone should go through, especially my mom, especially my kids, all my family. Reading or seeing that in the newspaper, being like, "Man, that's well, that's 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 the role model that 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 was the man that was supposed to be a father. That was the man that's a brother. That's the man that was a son. You know." And I didn't want my legacy to end out like that, man. I wanted to contribute more to To society, to myself. Yeah, than being just. I would consider myself a vigilante at times. You know, I, I, you know, I would. And that's what you are. And that's what you are, boy. And and that's what you are. If that's what you consider yourself, that's what you are. You are what you consider yourself. That was that was the life in Montabas. Now I consider myself a a Christian, rehabilitated man in recovery. (laughs) That's a hippie artist. You know what I mean? And uh, giving back. You know what I mean? To, to those that are that are lost and, well, and almost give up on themselves, you know. Well, well, let me come at you with a little boomerang question, right? Because we talking about the whole change and everything. But at the end of the day, do you think that the peers around you, being family and or friends, were the influences that led you into those ways, or was it something that you just chose to be like, hey, you know what? If I want to get on it, I'm gonna get on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just. Um, hey, it's a question. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I would. I would feel. I would feel like okay. my environment played a lot into it. You know what I mean. And and my friends and my family. You know what I mean. Because um, it's it's hard to trust anyone or respect anyone if they're not on your level. You know what I mean. If we're not all like it, it, in the hood, we respect people for more for their individuality than a follower. You know what I mean? Because we hang around champions. You know what I mean? People of power. You got power, you get respect. You got money, you get respect. So me fitting in, you know what I mean? Pissed to packing, drinking and smoking and holding my own made me feel like I was getting the respect and love. Even though most of the respect I got was out of fear or like, you know, out of just, you know, like, oh, man, this dude's off the chain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I did feel like the environment did play a lot in into a how I behaved and how I got into my active addiction. So the so the so the side of redemption though, because we only got a few more minutes before we chime. Matter of fact, we finna go ahead and tap out. What's up? We gonna come out on the outro because Psalms eighty nine nineteen twenty one says, "Once you spoke in the vision to your devoted ones and said, I have endowed one who is mighty.' That's the blessing to change. At the end of the day, Jesus saves." Bring it in, right? My show, the Jedi, we were Reno. Hey, you with the Comanero Bros podcast show. I can't do it without my brother. That's my brother on the other end. You know what I'm saying? God bless everything that you about, Reno, because at the end of the day, somebody's going to hear this and they're going to want to change their ways. And I want to change my ways. Let me tell you how my Jesus says. Even though I never seen his face, the good news got me through the day. How he came and washed my sins away.
way. Let me tell you how my Jesus said.